to Fancy Town Crimes Podcast, a podcast about crimes in fancy towns told by middle-class broads. All right, well, hello there, everyone. Hey, guys. And happy almost Halloween. Happy almost Halloween. (laughs) This is Megan. And this is Taylor. And we wanted to do a special little Halloween episode because we love all things freaky. So here we are. Hope you enjoy it too. Yeah, send in some spooky your way. Hopefully you figured out a little way to keep the Halloween tradition alive. We're gonna Mm -hmm. dress up sort of. Usually we go all out for our costumes, Jeff and I, but this year... We're going a little bit more uh, pl- downplaying it a little bit because you know there's no no parties and we won't be trick or treating. We're gonna do a socially distanced trick or treating, quote unquote, over to my parents where we basically hold up the baby in her <laughs> little lion costume, and that's the extent of our Halloween. <laughs> so, what are you guys gonna be for Halloween this year? So we're dressing up as the Wizard of Oz. Oh, sort of. so I'm gonna be Dorothy. Jeff is going to be the scarecrow, uh, Ellie is the lion, and then uh, Piper is Toto. But oh, I was hoping she'd be the Tin Man. <laughs> I know. I, I I wish we if we were gonna go all out, we would have like really done it. So we uh, we'll just do it for pictures and for just to show off to my parents, and that's about the extent of it. What about you? I know you guys have some fun costumes. Well, so we put the picture of poor Bodie being tortured in his zero costume. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to be Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, and awesome. Bodie is going to be Zero, and Brandon is uh, Jack Skellington. So fun, and he's like tall and lanky, so it's like perfect That's for that. Exactly what I said to him. Totally, yeah, it's like a perfect fit. Love it. Love a aligned costume. So, but I think it's supposed to be so crummy, though. You know, it's supposed to like snow. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> Remember the year that we were lacrosse players in Boston? We were lax bros <laughs> and it snowed in Boston. We were in shorts and tank tops. That's college for you, for <laughs> sure. Not even caring at all that it was nope. freezing because for the integrity of the costume, we couldn't wear pants. Got to keep the integrity of the, the costume and also show your legs on Halloween if you're a single college girl. And now lesson learned. And now don't do that. Almost 30. I'm like, you know, it sounds great. Making our own Halloween themed cocktails and watching Hocus Pocus. Yep. We have a whole I bought a bunch of candy. We're gonna sit in front of the TV and we're gonna have a movie, Halloween movie marathon. That is going to be our little spooky Halloween celebration. Oh, actually, speaking of movies, have you what well, are it's not a movie, it's um show have you watched Bly Manor the haunting of Bly Manor I haven't watched it yet I'm I'm a little I'm afraid it's too creepy but I saw people were like really emotional so now I'm yes now I don't I don't know what it's now I'm confused I don't know what to expect so I'm gonna tell you something I really liked it I think that and Hill House are really good now a lot of people like a couple of my coworkers, like I didn't like it as much because they liked Hill House better but Mm. I'm gonna tell you this if you are the person who likes like moderately scary like you're like ooh, that's creepy in the moment and then you get this huge backstory that opens up this is for you interesting okay. i 
loved how well they did the backstory of why things are the way that they are and then literally bawling at the ending that's what I've been seeing I've been seeing all these memes it's like what I thought I'd be like doing for blind manner and it's like screaming and then it's like what I actually was doing and it was like sobbing for 20 minutes after it was over it was literally just the last episode like I didn't expect it and then all of a sudden it was like every emotion I've ever had in my whole life came tumbling down it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry it'll make you crap your pants a little bit because it's terrifying (laughs) okay well I'll see if I can convince Jeff to watch that with me because I don't think that I can watch it by myself no not to watch by yourself and and calling him out if you watch with a boyfriend or significant other who is very dramatic and goes whenever he has something exciting to say while you're watching the stupid show you too will have a heart attack not a good idea not a good idea I almost killed Brandon I was like you can't you can't gasp if you gasp I swear to god one more time I'm going to cry like it was like I was like jumping left and right and he's like oh I had like an idea for like dinner or like oh I kind of like thought this thing might tie into it and I'm like oh oh my god because then at the beginning he was making me pause it he's like I think something moved in the background and I'm like stop no I'm gonna I would just be crying I'd just be sobbing I'd be like we have to turn this off I'm done (laughs) I'm totally done well okay I I will see about that I want to watch Hocus Pocus I want to watch I think I want to watch The Witches it's the one with um like Anne Hathaway and I forget who else is in it it keeps popping up on my um whatever I don't know if it's if it's Prime or American Horror Story Coven I've never watched American Horror Story there are some that are too much for me like I'm not a gore person I will do creepy, like, ghost stories all day long. I can't, yep. I can't do gore. So some of the seasons were, like, they're too gory for me, but some of them are just, like, like they're just scary. You know what I mean? And I liked those. Like, I thought Coven was really good because it was about a witch coven. Oh. And it was also interesting. It was also really funny, too. Okay. Well, then I will, I will have to check that out. So I'm adding these to my list. If you have any other recommendations for what we should watch – Please let send us know. It. Please send uh, it. We'd, we'd love it because this is going to come out on um, on Halloween. So we will still have a whole extra day to uh, take you up on those creepy, spooky, fun uh, Halloween movies. Plus also, there's never not a good time to listen to scary movies. I mean, it's true. It's so true. All right. So... I'm shall so we, shall we dig in? Oh, we shall. I'm excited to to hear what you uh what you're bringing. I was gonna say I forget. Am I going first or are you going first? I think you're going first. Okay. Let's close my email because I'm done with work for the day. Penzo. And okay. cue the spooky music. Okay, like a haunted piano over here. (laughs) All right, so my story, actually, I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's The Curse of Giles Corey. So it sounds kind of familiar, but I am not, I don't know what it is. So I got the idea for this because a couple of years ago, um, I went up to Salem and we accidentally stumbled upon um, a tour of Salem 
that we were supposed to pay for and we didn't realize and we kind of just like snuck into the door and then at the end they were like thank you for your patronage and I was like oh, oh we didn't pay <laughs> so we gave we gave the woman a really good tip but yeah we we freeloaded off of a tour by accident oh gosh I, um, I so miss Salem this year I'm like oh, I know I know very, very sad next year um and highly recommend if you live in the area that you take a tour like the haunted tours of Salem are just so cool and the people that do them are like usually lifelong residents they're so good at it and it's just it's really awesome so I did this tour and they took us to the place where this man Giles Corey was um executed and they told us about this curse so I was trying to like yeah, so I just had a, I just, I just, okay, now I'm, I'm starting to connect the dots here. Here we go. So I was trying to remember everything it had to do with it. And of course I couldn't because I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So I did a lot of research Fair enough. and I have a lot of sources. This is probably the most sources I've ever got for a curse. <laughs> so it's Wikipedia, it. history.com, only in your state, the 300 year curse that still plagues a seaside town by Sophia, just Sophia, Reddit. The Witchcraft Trial of Giles Corey by Rebecca Beatrice Brooks. Um, A Brief History of Salem Witch Trials by Jess Bloomberg. Giles Corey by Heather Snyder and the Salem Witch Museum. So, which is amazing. Go to the Salem Witch Museum. So much fun. So, for those of you who don't know, when we talk about Salem in the 1600s, which is the late 1600s, which is when the um, Salem Witch Trials happen, Salem encompassed a bunch of towns that are now split up so it was just called Salem and they were like sometimes it was like Salem town and Salem village so there is still a Salem um I think I think and don't quote me but I think Peabody was a part of Salem and Danvers was all I know Danvers was a part of Salem and it has since broken off so it was a pretty big area um yes it was So Giles Corey was a farmer in Salem Village, which is now Danvers, um, and he was living with his wife, Martha. He had married three times with his first two wives dying and had five children with his first two wives. So (laughs) this man didn't have a lot of luck with the ladies. Actually, maybe he did have a lot of luck with the ladies. Maybe he did. married three times. I mean, there you go. (laughs) So Martha also had two sons from a previous relationship. Um, a son, Thomas Rich, from her first marriage, who the guy also died. And a second son, Benani, who was an illegitimate son, and he was mixed race. So, scandal, right? Scandal in the 1600s. Scandal in the 1600s. So, (laughs) at the time of the Salem Witch Trials, Giles was 80 and Martha was 72. So, they were like two elderly people, you know, just like sticking around on their farm doing their doing their thing doing their thing living their lives um they were both implicated as witches and it's likely partially due to their checkered past now this is kind of funny when they're like checkered past giles Corey does have legit have a checkered past that we'll talk about martha's checkered past was that she had an illegitimate child of color so checkered (laughs) wasn't there also so I don't remember if if this is because we covered something in Salem at one point but or if it's just from you know going to Salem and hearing about stuff but wasn't it that um and you may not know that Salem town actually uh 
had like beef with Salem Village and so that was one of the things that like triggered this whole like accusation of there Hmm. being like witches um and so it was really like they were some there was some sort of beef going on between the two towns I don't recall exactly what the what the storyline was and why that happened but I remember that that was one of the reasons that all of this was like triggered and started I don't know I didn't come across that but I did read something this obviously has a lot of like religious ties to it and this was Puritan times yeah it was Puritan times and so I think a part I read that a part of the fear of like witches came from the fact that it was shocker made to scare people into making sure that they were like religious and it was um because they were afraid of the Native Americans because they were different I read something along those lines being different is I am not super surprised but you know surprised (laughs) But yeah, so, so I just actually pulled up. So the people from Salem Village were all like poor farmers and mm. all the people from Salem Town were wealthy merchants. So as you can imagine, the rich don't like the poor. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah things yeah, things yeah. are very different. There's so, we've evolved. We have evolved. <laughs> Matt. I, just, I just laugh. Martha's checkered past. So gets even better, right? Oh no, so Martha was actually an avid churchgoer and was well liked within the religious community. So literally her checkered past was like, your son is half black. Yeah. Get get a life, people. We didn't have one back then. Okay. So Giles was a bit different. He did have a few run-ins with the law, including theft. He was rumored to have burned down his neighbor's house. And he beat an indentured servant so badly that he died a few days later. Okay, yeah, okay, that's checkered. I'll give you that one. So he was tried for the crime, he was convicted of murder, and he paid a fine. Ah. Because, what do we say? White man. man. Okay, So, (laughs) so... The Salem Witch Trials began in January 1692 when Abigail Williams and Betty Paris were having fits and claimed to be Mm -hmm. possessed by the devil. They accused three women of being witches, and from there, more people were accused, both male and female. Mostly female, but there were some men, too. So, after watching the trials, Martha Corey was like, "Mm, this seems inaccurate. And she actually publicly denounced the trial and the judges. Girl. I know. I give her credit because I don't think I would have done that. I think I would have kept my mouth shut. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, no, I mean, that was that was very, like, you know, good on you for sticking up for, yeah. I, no, yeah, I give her credit. But then Ann Putnam and Mercy Lewis, two young girls, accused her of being a witch. Yep. So that was nice. They were basically like, oh. <laughs> fuck you okay yep so martha went on trial and giles actually testified against her yeah can you can we can you not can you not he claimed the ox and cat were acting weird and that she would kneel in front of the fire at night oh no what Friends reason would you devil. have to kneel in front of the fire Maybe because it's flipping cold in Salem, Massachusetts. I know. And there's like, honestly, with how cold it is right now in my house, because my air conditioners are still in, I would kneel in front of a fire. I mean, I would kneel in the fire. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no, honestly. When I got chilly. <laughs> so um, then he tried to recant his statement, but Martha was found guilty and sentenced to be hanged because that's just like what they liked to do back yeah. in the day. They're like, meh. Also, did you know that Nathaniel Hawthorne's relative was a part of the Salem witch trials like I don't know if he was a prosecutor or what but he was a part of it interesting I yeah. didn't realize yep um so then Giles was accused of being a wizard and I don't 100% know who accused him but it could have been the same girls who accused his wife because it kind of sounded like they accused them both he's a wizard Harry you're a wizard Giles um <laughs> but because <laughs> but because he had um recanted his statement people kind of cast out there like oh maybe you're defending your witch wife because you are a wizard and he also had a checkered past so um they didn't like him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is where it gets like i can't i don't totally understand this part but i it's just terrible so Giles is arrested and one place said he simultaneously pleads guilty and then refuses the trial and other sources were like he didn't actually really plead so I don't know if like pleading was different Mm. but essentially back in that day if you refused to enter a plea or if you refused to go to trial you were tortured until you verbally submit or entered a plea good because we know that that works yeah but I just I kind of liked the whole no I would rather not go on trial (laughs) (laughs) like you didn't try and do that when you murdered somebody you were just like yeah sure no problem but you're like "Mm, no no thank you thank you Um, thanks for the invite (laughs) thanks for the invite I I get why because there was really no winning in this instance but anyway um so Giles was taken to the field next to the jail he was stripped naked and had a board placed over him. Heavy rocks were placed on the board. Um, and it was like they kept increasing the weight. And then they'd just ask him what his plea was. Like, you know, they'd like have the weight on him, torture him for a little bit, and then be like, what's your plea? And, you know, if he didn't say anything, they'd put more weight on. I think this is depicted. I'm pretty sure this is depicted in the um, Crucible. Uh, oh, well, I was going to say, I didn't realize that. It, it was depicted in the. Um, the Salem Witch Museum. Oh yeah, it definitely is because there's a bunch of memorials for the two of these yeah. people too. They um, have, if you've never been to the Salem Witch Museum, anyone who's listening, um, they have these like really kind of strange looking dummies in there that are depicting all these scenes from the trials and you like walk through it. And what last time I was at the Salem Witch Museum, my, so Jeff's uh, cousin's kid was like, I think she was like, I don't know, maybe two at the time. And we were walking through together and she was looking at all the, like, <laughs> the, like, the, um, the dummy, the dummies <laughs> and uh, like with guillotines and like being hung oh and like all this God. stuff. And she would, and I was like, it's okay. It's not real. And she was like, not real fake zombies fake zombies the whole time that we walked through so every time we saw a dummy like strung up she'd be like fake zombie so that's whatever I think about when I think of the the trials anyway very nice very nice um so 
he's tortured he's under the board which is terrible now mind you this man is also 81 years old too not that like being 20 really makes a difference but even still like this man is 81 years old yeah it's like can we not so giles never entered a plea and instead he is said to have only stated more weight so he was like he's like boy i'm ready to go he's like try me bitch (laughs) yeah Oh my. <laughs> Give him credit for his tenacity. I mean, seriously. Wasn't the greatest human, but shit. But um, intense. They would take out the board and I'd be like, oh, never. Mm, okay, too never much mind. weight. Too never much mind. Weight. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so George Corwin was the sheriff at the time and overseeing the torture. He frequently asked Giles to enter his plea. He wouldn't say anything. Um, it's also said that on a few occasions, the sheriff even stood on the board to add more weight. The torture went on for two days. Due to the pressure, his eyes and tongue bulged out. Uh, I don't know. Terrible. And the sheriff pushed his tongue back into his mouth with his walking stick. Okay, what is wrong with people? I don't know, but like, whatever. This is so not. This is so douche. Like, why would you do that? And actually, it was right around this time that people started to be like, maybe people aren't witches and this is real fucking brutal because and they think that part of it is due to watching this torture and seeing just yeah. how blatant like the sheriff is like doesn't care about human life and it's just yeah because it because it was not about witches that's like that's what it comes down to no it was about the white male ego mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. as is everything <laughs> <laughs> So, um, legend says that just before Giles died, the last words he uttered were, quote, damn you, I curse you and Salem. So meaning, um, the sheriff. Mm -hmm. More realistic literature that I read states that he didn't say that and that he may have even said more weight as his last words, but we're going to go with the legend part because it's Halloween. Yeah. So... Also, did you know that the Salem jail, so in the field where he was pressed, it's still a field. I'm hmm. pretty sure. When, yeah, because I'm pretty sure they showed it to us. And the jail, the Salem jail, is now, like, luxury apartments. I mean, you I'm couldn't pay me enough, pay me <laughs> to live in an apartment that was once a Salem jail in the 1600s. Are you? No. I'm not surprised. I mean, just think about all of the places in Salem that are, like, or all the places really around us that are, like, because everything, somebody was murdered everywhere. Straight up, everything in Salem is haunted. Like, on the haunted tour, they were like, there's so many haunted places, we don't even have enough time to go through them all. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like every single house, every single place in Salem, basically on the North Shore, is haunted. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like, it's literally like an apartment complex and it's beautiful what and i think it was jail up until like the 40s or something like that i don't know i'm not sure vaguely remember this tour okay um so giles died after two days of torture it's likely he didn't relent um and enter a plea because he probably would have been tried and convicted and i mean he was no fool So under old Massachusetts law, that would have meant that his estate would go to 
the state to be auctioned mm-hmm. off and it wouldn't be inherited by his children like he wanted mm-hmm. and he was a wealthy farmer like he was a well-to-do farmer so he didn't just want the state to get all of his crap i mean fair. i shouldn't say crap it was nice stuff it was nice crap it was nice crap um okay so the curse supposedly has affected every sheriff in salem starting with corwin who died a few years later of a heart attack at the age of 30. So, mm -hmm. flash forward to 1978, Robert E. Cahill is the Salem Sheriff and has to retire early due to a rare blood condition and heart problems. He does some research on the history of the department and finds that every sheriff since Corwin has either died in office or been forced to retire due to heart or blood problems. Mm -hmm. spooky Mm -hmm. some people believe the curse was broken when the sheriff's office moved to neighboring middleton in 1991 but other people aren't really convinced Hmm. um additionally giles Corey is said to appear either standing or walking near his grave before a major catastrophe so accounts from the great salem fire of 1914 said that a strange man was seen standing at the grave of Corey the night before the disaster. And that fire supposedly started at Gallows Hill, where his wife Martha was hanged like two days after he died. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And that is the curse of Giles Corey. We're going to have to cover the Salem Witch Trials one time because it is just, it's so fascinating. It is so fascinating. So fascinating. Um, This just makes me like want to go to Salem, go and see if we can like find some of these people's like graves and like go to the cemeteries in the area. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Oh, you 100% can. Like, I don't know. I can look it up. I know you can look up his grave. Let's see. Giles Corey Grave. That would be so just interesting. I wonder if he's in a, like a marked grave or not. I think he is because I think you can go. He's on find a grave, find oh. a grave memorial there. It's so fun going to the, the, um, the cemeteries in like that area. I mean, even like really anywhere around here because they're so, everything is like so old and it's just fascinating to see like what, you know what they put on the on the tombstone and everything yeah so it says he's at the howard street burial ground in salem and there is a memorial i know there's a bunch of memorials so obviously everybody who had um been tried and convicted was later exonerated essentially yep um And I know they have a ton of, like, markers around Salem for, like, all the people who have died. But there is one, I don't know if it's his actual gravestone or if it's just a memorial, but it says, Witch Hysteria Martyr, I can't read that word, Um, Unyielding Giles Corey died under the torture of Stone Waits, September 19, 1692, would not put himself on trial, Rather, he chose to undergo what death they would put to him. Interesting. He was a, he was a strong man. He did not want, he didn't want to He was a feisty motherfucker. Yeah, he was. 
Well, very good. I agree. We should definitely cover the trials. Um, maybe we can cover it like I was gonna say around Christmas time. That's what that's <laughs> like. Right? Ooh, very festive. But uh, we could maybe cover it sometime uh, in the next couple of months because that would be really fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I decided this is this um, folklore has come up a few times just in like stuff I've been watching recently. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it. Mm-hmm. So my sources for this scary story um, is American Folklore, Spooky Pennsylvania. Um, and it is retold by Essie uh, Schlauser. Wait, and can I it, guess what it is? You can. Is it Mothman? It's not Mothman. Oh. It is bloody mary <gasps> oh god this one terrifies me <laughs> literally when i was a kid oh you know when you do like those sleepovers and stuff yes. i was such a gullible kid such a gullible kid and did you ever do like that blue baby thing in the I mirror think, i i don't know oh. about blue baby but we definitely did bloody mary i just remember a blue baby was like you were supposed to like run your hand under the faucet and say it and then the water was supposed to turn blue and i remember like not wanting to because i'm like what if it turns blue oh my god we and did this bl- oh the Go same ahead. thing with like the Bloody Mary. We, oh in, my God. I just, I don't like the mirror thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. anything in a bathroom and a mirror, I'm just not okay with. Uh, we <laughs> did. So this Bloody Mary always reminds me of Girl Scouts in the basement of like every church. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's what Bloody Mary reminds me of. So um, the good Catholic I, girl she was. Yes. It's just <laughs> literally what that reminds me of. So, uh, so here we go. Like I said, cue the spooky music. (laughs) She lived deep in the forest in a tiny cottage and sold herbal remedies for a living. Folks living in the town nearby called her Bloody Mary and said she was a witch. None dared cross the old crone for fear that their cows would go dry, their food stores rot away before winter, their children take sick of fever or any number of terrible things that an angry witch could do to her neighbors. Then the little girls in the village began to disappear one by one. No one could find out where they had gone. Grief-stricken families searched the woods, the local buildings, and all the houses and barns, but there was no signs of the missing girls. A few brave souls even went to Bloody Mary's home in the woods to see if the witch had taken the girls, but she denied any knowledge of the disappearances. Still, it was noted that her haggard appearance had changed. She looked younger, more attractive. The neighbors were suspicious, but they could find no proof that the witch had taken their young ones. Then came the night when the daughter of the miller rose from her bed and walked outside, following an enchanted sound no one else could hear. The miller's wife had a toothache and was sitting up in the kitchen, treating the tooth with an herbal remedy when her daughter left the house. She screamed for her husband and followed the girl at the door. The miller came running in his nightshirt. Together they tried to restrain the girl, but she kept breaking away from them and heading out of town. The desperate cries of the miller and his wife woke the neighbors. They came to assist the frantic couple. Suddenly, a sharp-eyed farmer gave a shout and pointed towards a strange light at the edge of the woods. A few townsmen followed him out, out into the field and saw Bloody Mary standing beside a large oak tree, 
holding a magic wand that was pointed towards the miller's house. She was glowing with an unearthly light as she set her evil spell upon the miller's daughter. The townsmen grabbed their guns and their pitchforks and ran toward the witch. When she heard the commotion, Bloody Mary broke off her spell and fled back into the woods. The far-sighted farmer had loaded his gun with a silver bullet in case the witch ever came after his daughter. Now he took aim and shot at her. The bullet hit Bloody Mary in the hip and she fell to the ground. The angry townsmen leapt upon her and carried her back into the field where they built a huge bonfire and burned her at the stake. As she burned, Bloody Mary screamed a curse at the villagers. If anyone mentioned her name aloud before a mirror, she would send her spirit to revenge herself upon them for her terrible death. When she was dead, the villagers went to the house in the wood and found, found the unmarked graves of the little girls the evil witch had murdered. She had used their blood to make her young again. From, this, from that day to this, anyone foolish enough to chant Bloody Mary's name three times before a darkened mirror will summon the vengeful spirit of the witch. It is said that she will tear their bodies to pieces and rip their souls from their mutilated bodies. The souls of these unfortunate ones will burn in torment as Bloody Mary once was burned, and they will be trapped forever in the mirror. I feel like I'm sitting by a campfire. (laughs) Do you feel the blaze? That was that was very well. That was. Did you write that? No, no, no. That was a retelling uh, by someone else. Oh, I was gonna say that was. That was great. No, I wish that I, I am I am not that good of a writer. This is a, this is an excerpt from Spooky Pennsylvania. Um, so yes, so that is the story of Bloody Mary. And I didn't realize how similar that is to Hocus Pocus and the, Yes, I was thinking that. Right? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so I hope that these were a fun little spooky, fun little Halloween for you guys. Spooky fun. (laughs) Happy spooky Halloween. Happy spooky Halloween. And additionally, we will be back with more regular Fancy Town Crimes episodes. And again, if you have any suggestions, let us know because we love hearing where you guys want to um, have us go to. And we know that there are some new listeners from farther away and so we want to know what your fancy towns are and we will find a crime there hopefully yes absolutely <laughs> and if you know of sons please yes please send us and welcome new listeners we're so excited to have you guys here we are we are and uh we will see you next time see you guys Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. See you next time.